Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Adam Ethevitable. This is Dating Kinda Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we'll be talking about getting rid of society's stigma of being single. Enjoy the show. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuck on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kinda sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kinda Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist turned feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. Oh, Adam, you updated your beard since I talked to you on the phone last. Look at that. Uh, yes, I, that's true. It was true. red, we this, now it's blue. Yeah, that's, that's right. It was uh, kind of pink. It was getting pink, and I decided I wanted to change up colors, so I just did a blue-purple mix. Uh, getting ready for the cold winter that'll be coming soon. I feel like that's very far away at this point, but I guess I mean, not. Eh. This episode will be dropping in mid-September, September? and I'm in Utah. I mean, so the last couple of mornings, it's been 48 degrees in the morning, and then it gets up to about what? 85 to 90 during the day. But, like, yeah, it's actually nice and cold. I have the windows open at night. It's really nice. So it's, oh. it's been uh, been pretty pretty beautiful. So I'm going to start getting into old man winter mode. And uh, Oh, boy. <laughs> Go blue and purple. For all those people <laughs> listening, this is a great visual medium for a podcast, but you know. Fantastic, yeah. <laughs> and I always look bald because I have my hair pulled back always and headphones, so that's, yay. That's true, yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, we are, yeah, we are recording this, actually, recording a couple episodes ahead of time while Sarah is just jaunting around. Um, Once again. Yeah, just uh, yeah, Ireland and Romania, Romania. I think. Mm-hmm. I think when this episode comes out, you'll probably be in Romania at some point. Yep. So my... Mother was trying to talk about uh, that's where gypsies come from, and I was trying to explain to her that it wasn't an appropriate oh, thing to talk about anymore. God. Like, uh, <laughs> and then there was a whole conversation about uh, snowflakes and being too PC and all this nonsense. So, uh, yeah, that was with that your was mom a, and dad, or just oh, your with mom? both of them. Yeah, oh, yeah, they both, yeah, they both. That was fantastic. That was uh, that happened right before I sat down to record record with you. Because I was like, oh yeah, Sarah's gonna be in Romania, and then we were talking about Romania, and then. All of that happened. I'm surprised the conversation wasn't, that's not a safe country to travel to, because that's what my family's giving me is, is it even safe? It's Europe. (laughs) Europe's not safe. I'm like, but you didn't care when I went to Guatemala? Okay. My my mother, and actually my father too, I think my mother cannot understand anyone who wants to just travel on their own. She can't understand me traveling on my own either. Like, she just doesn't get where the entertainment is. And I was like, yeah, it's actually kind of (laughs) nice. So. Snowflakes. These snowflakes. These snowflakes. I know. I know. <laughs> well, what else is new besides your beard? There has been no dates since uh, we last spoke. Just I haven't had the mental... I just haven't the energy to, to consider dating and going, driving over there. And Is I don't it know. safe to say you just don't like dating in Utah? And you've just been like, uh, fuck it? I mean, to a degree. Uh, like, I have some conversations going with people. I've been chatting with some people. It's been good conversations, but like, everybody seems to be kind of flaky as well. So that's kind of uh, frustrating. Uh, there is how been... so? Just with every single plan, or like, at at what point do they flake? Uh, sometimes when it just comes to making plans. Oh yeah, let's do something, and then like, okay, let's schedule it. Like, I, it was funny. Like on 
Friday, I was talking to somebody and she was like, oh, here's some really cool places uh, that'd be fun to go to. They do like karaoke and they're cool. And I was like, cool, I'd be, I'd be down to do that. And then, um, and then I was telling her about, yeah, where I am. She goes, you know, actually, that sounds really cool. Why don't we just hang out at your pool sometime? And I was like, all right, here are the days I'm available. What would you like to do? I haven't heard from her. She's been quiet. Hmm. So I, I don't know. Um, but I think it's it's one of those things that they're just – I don't know if it, they, they Is just it the don't culture wanna... there? I don't know if it's the culture. Are I they used know. to more courting, yeah. you think? Because I, I feel like, anyways, from your – you talking about your experiences there. There's a lot of ex-Mormons out there and they're probably used to being courted in a certain way. And you don't give a fuck about that because you're just (laughs) two humans meeting up for drinks or whatever, that there is no, it's not a, I'm going to pick you up at your house. And then I have a five, step date planned, you know, that people just were expecting. I don't, I don't know what the post expectations of being Mormon are. I don't know no. if it's LD, a post LDS. I don't know if it's post COVID, and people just are like are just like uh, you know maybe just being antisocial as a whole. Um, you know, I think that if it might be also people don't like planning. Like if I was in Salt Lake City and I was like, hey, I'm going to this bar tonight. Do you want to meet me there for a drink? They might be more you know. That's true. More willing to. Spontaneous. So of, I don't know. How okay? Also, how far in advance are you planning these dates? Three days out, like how many days out? Some of these are just, yeah, some of them are like a couple days out. Some of them, like this was, I was talking to a woman on Friday and then she was like, oh, I'd love to come, you know, like, um, hey, let's just hang out in the pool. And I was like, okay, well, I am free on Monday during the day, Tuesday, Thursday or whatever. You know, and I was giving her like a list of days. It's giving her, you know, almost a full week of time that, uh, you know, what's when, what's good for you. And then complete silence. And then eventually I'm sure I'll hear from her again and then it'll just, we'll go through the same cycle. So it's. It's been interesting. Um, but it not sounds as... like a job. Sorry. It sounds like a job process of their. They want the candidate God, who God. responds fastest, who has more availability type of thing that when you set the date four days out, it's easier to get canceled because in that meantime, you're swiping on other people and making Maybe. other plans. And I don't know. But when I talked to them again, then I was like, so what have you been up to? Oh, nothing. I haven't actually left my place in a week. They'll say, you know, like they, so it's, huh. I, I don't know. I really honestly don't know. Um, there was one really this this whole thing was insane and 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 I you know I was I was kind of just seeing how far it would go because it like was it was given red flags from the day from the beginning. Oh, I matched with somebody on Bumble, and she's vegan and she guessed something about you know um, she's vegan so, is the first problem, Adam. Right, right, you have no, a know, photo of you in a fucking pool of bacon and she okay go on. <laughs> so we, so we started talking about about the bacon and everything like that and and that that was fine and then um but then she like she was getting very combative about things and I think it's because of, you know because of that but I was you know yeah. she's like she's like well did you think you know wh- what did you do with the bacon afterwards and I was like well I fed it to the uh, animals that were you know live in my backyard and she's like well you know that could be harmful for them and blah like and, and then started you know started railing me for that and I was like why okay. didn't she just unmatch after that because why? I was kind of just entertained by okay. like engaging with her so then. We just kind of like like we were chatting and it was like she was being very combative and I was being very calm and it was interesting. It was just kind of funny to me almost like how like how angry she was about everything. Like she's just very angry. And at one point, this is late at night too. Uh, at one point, she she says something about having been drinking and I was like, okay, that might be explained. It. And then she asked what else I like to do. She actually asked questions and I'm talking about you know I like to do photography blah 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 and um and she and I show her my Instagram and she's like oh, oh well, you, do you, do you want me to be one of your whores and like she starts going <gasps> off yeah yeah 
Is that what no. you want? And, and I was like, I said, well, I actually think you'd be a cool model because she's a dancer. So she has like, a, and she has like her Instagram, which was linked, has a bunch of really cool poses and stuff like that. I was like, I actually think you'd be really cool at it. But no, I mean, only if someone wants to. I don't have any like, you know, I'm, it's not my goal to get people to be a model. It's only if they decide, hey, I'd like to do that with you. You know, that's that's up to you. So she starts being re- like, just really kind of weird about it. And then, like, the end of the night, uh, I was just like, all right, well, you know, it's been an interesting conversation. Um, I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> okay. And I wake up in the morning, and I've been unmatched uh, or whatever. And I was like, okay. Expect- I feel like that was expected, though. Then I get a DM on Instagram that says, hey, we can just chat here. It'll be better than Bumble. Oh. So then we start chatting on Instagram one night, and it was because she responded to one of my stories or something. And she starts responding, and then we move to text, and... She's a, like a masseuse as well. She does like um, massage therapy and Another everything. masseuse? Yeah, another one. Yeah, that, that, which is weird. Um, okay, Maybe that's right. a thing that people in Utah, women in Utah go for, for school. But um, she starts talking about that and how, you know, it just starts talking about it. And then the conversation turns extremely sexual, like extremely kinky and sexual to the point she's just like, you know, she's – we're talking about – all of our kinks and things that we've done and stuff like that. And she's like, you know, like she goes, I just don't know why, but this is like really hot to me. And she was like, you know, like I would totally like, I'd love to like, I don't do this for massage, but I'd love to like have you like be a quote unquote client that I'm giving a massage to. But then like, then I eat your ass and then like, I give you like, and then I make you come <gasps> wow, and, then, okay. and, then, and then I sit on your face and like, she, and like we were like getting very explicit and like hardcore. And then, like actually plan. She's like, you know, I've got this time. I really think I want to try to make this is like a fantasy of mine. I think it'd be it'd be really cool. And uh, and, and so I was like, okay, let's meet up. And of course, she you know she flaked on on that. You know, of course. Uh-huh. But then we continued to chat. Like every couple of days, we just kind of touch base. We would uh, trade some pretty sexual conversations uh, for for a bit. And then um, it would have been like a day, and I hadn't hadn't talked to her. And I was I got in the we have, I have a jacuzzi tub in my condo here that has like you know the jets and everything, and I was soaking in it and getting a massage and it made me think of her. So I sent her a picture of like my feet in the pool in the tub or whatever, and I was like I, you know getting a nice massage from the tub jacuzzi tub. I was thinking about you, and then she went fucking off on this like run this rant that just like, you know, you just think that you're like a so special and blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and, and she had told me earlier that she suffered from bipolar, um, borderline personality disorder. Oh, okay. So that was, you know, I, that was something I was kind of cautious about and I didn't, wasn't being, you know, too grasping, just kind of letting her, you know, be her. But, um, she was very, <sighs> she sent me, I, I would say like, it was a lot, um, all right, I've been needing to talk to you about this because I can't do casual this often. Like, we text more than anyone else, and this is all for animal animalistic needs, which, yeah, I have a hard time following through because the energy gets clean, you're dirty. And honestly, no, I would never do that fantasy. Like, how fucking selfish of a situation. I'm a fucking babe. How dare you subject me to being so sidelined? I'd never, ever. I can't rely on anyone. And, um, blah, blah, let's see. You'll never have this with me. Um, like, maybe I could be okay, but you text me nearly every day. Well, I'll just say we communicate. Like, she would reply and we'd, we'd have conversations right, every day. okay. It's a delusional mentality I had, and I think I'm finally ready to be done with it. You don't give a shit about me, and it's pathetic. I'm not stupid. I'm not a whore, and I'm not wasting my time sugarcoating any of this because it could have been cool. Let's see. Wait, um, you just sent her that photo and said thinking yeah, yeah. of you, and yeah. that was the response. People pay over $100 an hour to see me, and you would just be getting a massage. I'm so thoroughly disappointed, disgusted. Um, this is what you get uh, when I haven't responded for a day. Um, I should be what? practically worshipped by you. What? You put yourself up, up there over and over again. So my fantasy, my fantasy isn't ever going to play out. People get a false sense of confidence. Do you know the kind of men I get begged to have sex with? I'm stupid for being here. My bad. I've learned. 
And then, and I did, I ignored, I, I just, <laughs> I didn't reply in a single, a single, she said this all, by the way, in the span of. Was it all one eight, message? Span or? Of, you know, it was a bunch of, a bunch of messages, but in the span of eight minutes, this is all in the eight, span of eight messages, but I mean, eight minutes, but it was about 30 messages, like, you know, a sentence here, a sentence there, a sentence there. Oh. And then I didn't reply in any capacity whatsoever. Didn't say a single thing. Although I almost gave her a thumbs up, but I didn't. I didn't reply. <laughs> I was going to say, what petty fucking response yeah. did you have? No response. And then a half hour later, I'm sorry for being so abrasive, but I needed more space than you were giving me. We weren't considering dating. I also like to be treated like I have value. I didn't reply to that either. So I haven't. I haven't replied uh, to her in, in any capacity. Okay, so. There's a lot of things at play here, obviously, but I I, I was like smiling, like in like shock while you were explaining yeah, yeah. the first half of the story, and now I'm also in shock. But for that reason, I you didn't do anything wrong. No, like I went back and reviewed all of our like texts and everything like that, and it was very instantly like she would reply, I'd reply. She's like, oh, you know, this is so hot. You know, I'm so into this and. I'd be like, vegan okay, like, should have been your first fucking food, okay? <laughs> and, you know, I I choose not to eat a lot of meat, but with your yeah. personality and being vegan, that relationship is never going to work. Let's, we I, all know. Yeah, this. it was, I know, I know. I just, I just thought it was just, she, and she brought it up. Like, I was, I was just trying to see how love for, and then she's the one that brought up any sexual, like, she she brought up sexual stuff in the beginning and, and, and then continued to bring it up and continued to open the door for the discussion. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it it was very interesting. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, I just, I was like, I was, as her text started coming in, I was just like, okay, I'm done with this conversation. And I just put, put my phone away and went off and did something and came back to it later. But, uh, yeah, it was, cause I was in the tub. I was in the fucking bathtub. Were you still in the bathtub? So I put my phone down and just took my Kindle out and just started reading. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'll just read her story. you have the sound on? Ping, ping, ping. No, no, no. Like another one. (laughs) Yeah. Another one. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was interesting. So that's, uh, that's probably been the most interesting experience I've had, uh, since uh, we last talked and it. Yeah. And you didn't tell me any of this either. I'd, Damn, you've been holding I, out. I think I was going to tell you and then I think you might've been busy or something that day that I was going to tell you. And then it just completely slipped I'm my mind. I'm surprised I didn't get screenshots or something. Oh, honestly. God. Damn. Yeah. It was, it was, it was fucking crazy. It was, it was a crazy, uh, and, and like, and I feel like it's very representative just of, of some of the, of my experiences so far, just, uh, like the hot and cold maybe is what it is, hmm. but that's okay. <sighs> what app was that? You said Bumble? That was Bumble. Yeah. Well, also the fact that she unmatched you and then f- like followed you on Instagram and then continue the conversation on there. I just find a little odd. Why, why unmatch? Well, I think maybe she might have deleted her Bumble too, because I, you know, I think kind of borderline wh- personality disorder. A lot of times is like nobody likes me anyways. What's the point? And so she could have just been, why am I? Why am I even on here? And deleted the whole thing, potentially. I we're guess. still following each other on Instagram, by the way. We're still, we're still. Following that was going her. to be my next question. Like, are I'm you? Not, I'm just. Gonna, I'm going to wait and see because I, I'm going to. You think I she's going to message again? Yes, I think at some point yeah. I'm going to get a text from her. Out of out of nowhere, that's just going to be either for no reason, just berating me about something, or, really or sexual. extremely sexual. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so we'll see what happens. And if she does, then I'll give her a thumbs up, no matter what her response. And a picture of crumble cookies. <laughs> picture of cookie, yeah, like that other one, the crumble cookies. Yeah, like there was. A, I forgot. You know, I actually had forgotten about that that one too. How could 
you forget about that one? That one was so good. You know what? Maybe your courting thing is right. Because, okay, so here's two different women that are both like, do you know what type of men I can get? And so maybe they're just used to men just being like. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're like, you know, you're like love bombing. Maybe they're just used to love bombing. And I'm just talking to them like a normal human being and like well, a, did, and, an equal. Didn't she say something about texting back and forth? Were you either doing it too much or not enough? Because they're one probably was, used to a level of love bombing. Yeah, although this one she normal. said it was too much. It was too oh. too. It was it was too clingy. Even though, we, like I said, we'd text maybe every couple of days, and it would yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. Huh. It's 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 very odd. Yo, um, get the fuck out of Utah! I can't, can't, Goddamn, kind of here for the long for the long haul. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on in my life. So fuck, <laughs> fucking insane. Damn. I know. I know. <laughs> Well, let's do some shout outs to new listeners in other countries, shall we? Yes. Why don't you go ahead and uh, take over uh, that aspect? Sure. I'm trying not to laugh because that whole thing was just wild. Okay. So we want to shout out Adam loves and I love calling out new countries that become top. We become topping the charts in other countries. Um, And here's our new list for this week. We have Belgium, Czech Republic, Tanzania, Barbados, Uganda, Colombia, and then yeah. we, yeah, and then that's it for countries. You're just, just going to keep reading, weren't you? <laughs> I was going to, you just space it out, and I didn't because practice this Sarah, does, Sarah doesn't look at our agenda ahead of time that's sometimes. That's not she's, true. That's she's so just gonna, not true. I just don't look at the yes. parts you write. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much to those countries, uh, to all, all of our listeners in those countries who have put us up on the uh, the Apple podcast charts. We appreciate it. And yes, we'd like to welcome our latest patron on Patreon. Fuck you. Fuck you. Sarah was about to call this a country. Patreon, she was like, I want to give a shout out to our to our thank uh, thank you to the country of Patreon uh, for listening and uh, but yes, uh, thank you so much to Neil Little for joining us on Pat- Patreon where uh, we do have uh, some episodes coming up soon. We have a video episode that will be yep. well, and we have one that will come up once the new episode drops on Friday. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but everybody who just listens to this, it's already dropped, and this is in the future, in the past. I'm so confused by Ooh, everything right now. I know, <laughs> but thank you so much for your support. And if anybody enjoys this podcast and you have an extra five bucks a month that you want to, you know, support us with, it's always great. Helps us uh, to keep everything going. So uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash DKS podcast. It funds the crumble cookies for future dates. Yes, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Buys me drinks for dates that aren't going to show up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, of course, we have our DKS hotline, which you can call and ask any questions about dating, sex, relationships, anything like that, uh, at 407-519-0181. And we've had a couple that have been sitting there that we've needed to get to, and so we're finally doing one. This one's been around for a couple months, and so I apologize. This is uh, from Anna Green. Uh, you can find her on, on A-H-N-A, Anna Green, on Instagram. And she is a uh, has some really cool photography on there. That's how I think I ended up. Uh, singer she at one point because she followed me and i was like oh like that's the, that's some cool shit so she has some oh. cool shit on, on instagram yeah so yeah. she called a while ago and left a voicemail and we never got to it and uh, now we're getting to it finally we are sorry we're getting to it right now yes so uh let's go ahead and play the message from anna hi sarah and adam this is anna green i love this show i've been a long-time listener um, I've learned the hard way that I can't drive while listening because you guys will make a really good point. Don't want you like, to be like the truth in your snap of appreciation. And that's not safe to do while driving. So it's, I have to be stationary when I'm listening for safety reasons. So my question was about big age gaps in dating. Um, I'm wondering what do you guys consider an age gap? Is it a problem? Um, the reason I'm asking is because, I mean, Adam, you probably know this. I'm dating someone quite a bit older than me, and it works extremely well. 
but I'm also on Reddit, and the Reddit thread for dating advice is like a dumpster fire, but it's also very entertaining. And there are a million, like, weird, dumb opinions out there and a bunch of rules for it. And people post scenarios that just are seem, like, actually abusive. So I figured I'd just, like, throw this topic to you guys and see what you think. Again, thank you so much for calling. And thanks for being a listener. Just hearing that you can't drive while listening to us, I guess, is an encouraging thing. Don't drive and listen to us or you'll drive your car off the cliff or whatever. Yeah, we don't want, we don't want anybody to laugh too hard that they drive off a cliff. That would be, uh, that'd be terrible. Uh, so age differences is one of those things that I think is a tricky subject for a lot of people. Um, Sarah, why don't you take your, give your opinion of it first? I do think we have, we come from a little bit of a different perspective because I think you've dated people. Like I I make comments on here all the time of stop dating people younger than me, you know, but that's just because I feel like it doesn't work out. But also from like the stance of like, and I'm not saying this is you, but I've dated someone who was 10 years older than me. And it was just a, and I was in my early 20, I was 23 at the time dating someone who was 33. And it was a very unbalanced relationship where there was a power dynamic and he was obviously more of a predator and I, you know, was in my twenties. So I, I would like, I don't have a problem with, with age differences to a degree. I think the younger in your twenties you are, you are, I think you have to be more careful um, because you might think like, you know, he's, he's 10 years older. He treats me well, everything's fine. But I think just being in your early twenties, you might be over like I did, like I overlooked certain things just thinking, you know, this is just how older men are or whatever. But in my thirties or forties, if I was dating someone 10, 15 years older, I think that would be different. But I think like as you're closer to 18 to probably 25 to just be more cautious, if you're going to date someone in a, you know, t- 10 seven to 10 years max or mm. above 10 years to be more cautious. It's not something that like, I don't know. I, I definitely think there's a lot of societal pressure around that or just a stigma of like, Oh, I can't believe she's dating so-and-so. And I don't know if you've seen these TikToks, Adam of there was like a, a swim coach who was dating someone who he coached when she was a kid and right. she was 18 and he was something, obviously that's some predator behavior. Yeah. But that that's the shit that I have a problem with, even though like we're so in love or whatever. I'm like, he watched you grow up in diapers and now you're dating him and he's 20 years older than you or 15 years older than you. That's an issue. But I think the older you get and that gap, you know, like my parents were my step parents, my mom and stepdad, they're 11 years apart and they started dating when she was like 35 and he was whatever. So and that was fine. But I well, just think the older you are and the gap is if the gap is large, it's better than being 18 with a large gap. Right. I think I think it's very different for someone who's, you know, 40 to date someone who's 60 than it is yeah. for someone, you know, that, that that makes a big difference. But also, and I know that um, you're a boomer and to you, Reddit is just a scary website that you don't understand. But on Reddit... Um, <laughs> not a boomer. What the fuck? <laughs> when it comes to social, social lots of social That's media, social true. networks... I'm on TikTok just as much as you. What the fuck? <laughs> Did I reference TikTok in my goddamn explanation? What? No, no, I'm talking about, but she talks about Reddit and how she's also on Reddit. And I was just explaining to you because I don't know if you know what Reddit I is. I know what you know? Reddit is. My God. I work in social media. What I know. Yet somehow it's just weird how much of an old lady you are. But, I um, just don't spend my time on there. Okay. Question. Anyways, uh, on Reddit, like people on, on relationship advice, which I subscribe sub uh, to, it's our uh, slash relationship advice, people will say things like, you know, 
well, you know, I'm 24, my boyfriend's 31, and blah, 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 blah. And, like, every response would be like, he's a predator. You know, like, he's grooming you. He's, like, in every, like it's just people go over the top aggressive that any age difference uh, when there's when the, when the man is older is, is a negative. If she's asking for advice that has nothing to do with the age difference at all, it's just like, I caught him doing this, or I don't know what to do, how to approach this. It'd be like, well, first of all, you need to break up with him because he is a predator. So they're very aggressive about that. Yeah. And, and so, I don't have a problem with that age difference. Like, right. Well, I'm saying but that's what value, she's talking like, about okay. is how Reddit is very like it can. So if you are in a relationship like that, which she is, she's in a relationship that has a, it's a significant age difference and she's reading this stuff. I can see why she might start questioning things. Yeah. So what I would say is that in, in many situations, it's a bad idea to, to have a major age difference. I agree with you on that because I think in many situations, there is a power dynamic. There is a, thing like it's a you know someone who's in a position like a like a swim coach you know or something like that or someone who is dating someone that they found through a situation that is inappropriate for them to try to find somebody to date i think that if two adults find each other out randomly in the world and happen to start dating and then realize hey we have a big age difference but they didn't even know it when they started there's much less of a power dynamic and i also think that and, and this sounds like almost like I'm making an excuse for myself, but I also think there's people who are older who don't live older lifestyles. That's definitely you. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a fucking hobo, you know, like, a, you know, I don't like, <laughs> I'm not a nine to five professional, white collar professional with a six figure job who is looking for someone who is 22 and, need, and you know, needs money or things like, you know what I mean? Like that there's not a dynamic like that. I just date people that also do the types of things I do that are in the same interest groups. My age range is broad. I mean, I've been talking to someone who's, you know, is in their 40s and, you know, I even had somebody that was in their 50s that I was chatting with. So I think as, if, as long as it's not something where someone is specifically going after only young women, mm-hmm. then it's that's okay. That's predator behavior. Yeah, yeah that's if predator you're saying, behavior. I only that, like yeah. dating girls under 25 yeah. or my, and I think there was another TikToker who says he only dates women. 18 to whatever because that's how he likes them and i'm like well you're a fucking predator right and then that's and that's like andrew tate was doing the same thing as well there's this new creepy guy on tiktok um who is this old guy he's he, i think he's like 65 or or, or older because uh, i think he's close to my dad's age maybe almost 70 and he's on tiktok talking about how he has dated 126 women from the philippines and that he only dates women he's never dated a woman older than 28 and he's never dated women starting older than 24 and so like he, he only dates 18 to 24 basically is the first is the young is the oldest that he will start dating them and then he's like so oh fucked. then he has this whole thing where he goes oh well you know i actually dated someone uh as old as 32 because we had a 14 year relationship and i dated her when she started dating when she was 18 and so 18 to you know so then until she was 32 and then we went our separate ways and it's the guy's insane, by the way. He's absolutely creepy as hell and weird, and he he just yeah. But but like, and that is that is grooming, predatory behavior. Yeah, but like like you said, if you're just on the apps and you have a really broad age age range, and then you match with someone who's seven eight years older than you, and you have a good connection, and it's not predatory and right. whatever, then I think it's okay to explore that connection and not think, oh, are they you know, only treating me this way because I'm young at this age or whatever. I think yep. of reason, you know, some age gaps are okay. Well, and that's right. Like in, 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 in Anna, in your case, like in your relationship, as long as it's a healthy relationship, as long as it's something where you're both independent adults, that you're not his trophy, that you're not considered, he's not trying to show you off as being, hey, look at this young woman I'm dating. 
that, you know, that you actually have your own life. He's not jealous of your friendships and things like that and all of those things, then it could be perfectly fine. Don't beat yourself up about it. As long as you're happy and you've listened to us for a while, so I think you probably have pointed out, picked out some red flags if there are red flags in your relationship, then uh, then I would just say don't worry about what people say on Reddit. And, yeah, uh, I was going to say TikTok <laughs> comments and Reddit, yeah. fuck, fuck off, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and just uh, and don't worry about the rules of dating. That has to be, you know, if they're younger than half your age plus seven or so whatever right. that we like. Yeah, people like to make up rules. As long as each, but each individual set of circumstances is different. So as long as you're happy and you're healthy, then that's all that matters. And fun fact, uh, unrelated note, but I'm actually dating like a 65-year-old because Roy just bought Sensodyne for his teeth and he asked me how old <laughs> he thinks I am. Oh <laughs> he was God. like, how old do you think I am? I just bought – I'm at the age where I'm buying Sensodyne. I was like, you getting your hip replaced next week too? I mean, and you're basically an old lady too, so it kind of works out <laughs> pretty well. Like uh, the two of you. I was like, a... fuck, I guess you are older than me, but like not that much, but still it was funny. You're an old, old couple. <laughs> If you also have a question that you'd like answered, please give us a call on the DKS hotline and leave a voicemail at 407-519-0181. And with that, uh, let's just take a quick break and we'll be right back with uh, What to See with Sarah G. Well, I don't have shit going on in my life, and Adam just teed it up. Let's do What to See with Sarah G. I sound so enthusiastic, and that's because, well, I should be more enthusiastic, but this week I decided... Before I leave the glorious state of Tennessee, located in the United States, let's discover Nashville together. Nashville, Tennessee, for those of you who aren't aware, right now is known by many as the bachelor or bachelorette capital of the country because there's tons of woo girls fucking everywhere, drunk on party buses and singing Shania Twain at the top of their lungs. So yeah, that, that's what most people know Nashville for right now, but before it became the It City, it was really known and is still known for country music and all the live music venues. And then before that, it was known for water trade because there's a big river that cuts through the city and also our railway system that we don't use for public transportation. But hey, we have really cool railroads downtown. Did you know? Fun fact. And Adam's been to Nashville, too, so I'm sure he's going to chime in with all of the fun things he thinks about the city and where where to go and what to see with me. So, okay, I'll start off with some typical touristy things to do and then break down some bars and restaurants Adam's going to hate. And then we'll just finish it off with other random things that I think are worth seeing. Um, And I will call out some places that suck because don't get caught in the tourist trap of some places that suck. Okay, okay. let's first start off downtown or as many people just call it, Broadway. That is the main street with all of the country bars and a couple of restaurants here and there, but that's where you go to basically black out when you come to Nashville. If you want to see live music and party, you're going down to Broadway, which is totally fine. You definitely need to check it out. Specifically, the one bar you need to check out. If When I leave here, like I tell everybody, go to Robert's Western World. Ignore most of the other crappy bars. They all play the pop country music and it's the same old shit. But at Robert's, they're the original honky tonk bar before Broadway was what it is today. Because like all of this like country music celebrities own their own bar now. Like there's a Jason Aldeans, there's a Miranda Lamberts, there's a Luke Bryan's. Like all of them own that. Robert's Western World has continued to be there even when going down to Broadway 20, 30 years ago wasn't safe. That place has really sunk its teeth into Nashville and they struggled during the pandemic to even stay around. 
but it's it's a good spot and it's probably the place where you could get the cheapest beer and they also have a <laughs> a food item called the recession special or the recession package i think and it's a moon pie a bologna sandwich and a bag of chips and i think it's for like five bucks and it's always on the menu as something you can order but it's a it's a fun time more chill not the pop, the pop country stuff and then the other place you need to check out is acme feed and seed they're similar to Roberts. They just have a mission to save the unique cultural aspect of music in Nashville and the community in Nashville. So it's another cool spot to check out if you're on Broadway, which, of course, if you're in Nashville, you're going to visit. Now, of the other bars that are on Broadway, please stay away from, for the love of God, Tootsie's Orchid Lounge. It's the big purple building. You can't miss it. The owner is an asshole. And he refused to shut down in March of 2020 because he didn't want to comply with what the mayor was trying to do. And he rebelled and kept his shit open for a week after the pandemic started. And he's an asshole. Just don't go there. It's a cool building. Take a photo in front of it. Just Or you can walk inside of it. Just don't spend your money there. And I will say, too, when you're down on Broadway, sorry, I'm like kind of negative, but like just just I'm giving you the, the local inside scoop here. When you're on Broadway, all of the bars are free to enter. So if you're used to paying cover fees for a lot of places, you won't have to worry about that in Nashville. So that's another perk. As you're downtown, Ryman Auditorium, you definitely have to check out. This is the spot where Bluegrass was born, where Johnny Cash met June Carter. And it's it's the original Grand Old Opry from 1943 to 1974. Now that the Grand Old Opry has now moved to a location about 20 minutes outside of downtown, but this was the original Grand Old Opry. Um, it's a really cool historic venue that you can tour and like the seats are pews. Um, and it, it's just really historic and it's supposed to have really cool acu- acoustics. Um, I've been there to see a couple of shows. It's, it's a nice venue. It's cool. Worth, worth checking out. And then while you're downtown as well, check out Fifth and Broadway. They just opened that up not too long ago and they have a ton of restaurants and shops to check out. You can get Hattie B's hot chicken, which is like the other popular thing to do in Nashville is just burn your asshole by eating hot chicken. Um, I will say that's happened to me. Burn your asshole eating hot chicken either from Hattie B's or you can eat at the original hot chicken place, which is Prince's Hot Chicken. They're credited for actually popularizing hot chicken um, and inspiring other restaurants and just like fun fact origin story of hot chicken. The woman who created it was to kind of like fuck over her husband because I guess he was cheating on her and he wanted her to make this chicken dish he loved so she added more spices to it to like to punish him basically so like Roy really loves eating hot chicken because it's like I'm being punished and I'm like why why is that a good thing and then you're punished later too so anyways there's hot chicken if you're still downtown steps off Broadway it's worth checking out Printer's Alley that's home to all of the nightclubs and that dates back to the 1940s If you're a little tipsy, it's fun walking down there, grabbing a hot dog from um, Daddy's Dogs, and they have veggie hot dogs and regular hot dogs, so you got to try them out as well. And then as far as other bars to check out downtown, the Bobby Hotel, I know it's a hotel, but they have a really cool rooftop bar where you can check out like all of the city, and it's they have like different themes during the seasons and stuff that's worth seeing. And then the hidden bar at the Noel Hotel, I don't know if Adam, I tried to take you here or not. I feel like I try to take everyone here, but you enter through a storage door. It's like an unmarked door that just said storage on it. And then during the se- different seasons as well, they have it themed and it's kind of cool. So yeah, that's downtown. Places to eat. I know I've taken you to Moss Tacos because you hated it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's my favorite taco spot in town. 
The line is worth it to me. Adam doesn't agree, but it's definitely. And Roy doesn't agree either, by the way. Don't bring him into this. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't like (laughs) it because the tacos don't have cheese and he thinks that's a disrespectful taco, but I disagree. I think they're, I think they're good. So Moss Tacos um, is a good one for me. Fifth and Taylor, if you want something a little bit high scale or just a little bit fancier, um, high class, whatever. And then Once Upon a Time in France, I have not been to this restaurant. I have tried so many fucking times to get into this restaurant. It's a very small, traditional, like, French bistro. They don't take reservations, and they only have a handful of tables. So once they're full, they're full, and I've just always struggled to get in. But everybody who's gone that I've asked how it was, they loved it. So worth checking out. For date nights in Nashville, here are my top bars (laughs) to go to. Um, in no particular order, we have Bastion, Bar Sovereign, Rosemary, and Pearl Diver. These four all have like a really cool vibe, really great craft cocktails, and they're like the hip spots in town um, in East Nashville and some other spots. Um, then there's also Patterson House, which is kind of bougie. Um, they have really creative cocktails, and they'll just ask you, you know, what do you like to drink? And they'll make something nice for you. And it's I don't know. The mood there is just very, very sexual. (laughs) I don't know. I had a date there and it was very sexual. I don't know the place, the drink. It was a very, it was a very bougie, like sexual vibe that night. Maybe I was just really drunk. Um, and then there's LA Jackson, which is also upscale and they have a really cool rooftop, but it's, it's kind of on the trendier side of things. If you go here to be seen, for you drinking your $20 craft cocktail as the sun sets and it's fine, but you know, it's, it's just, just no, it's like an it bar to go to. Okay. Outside of bars, the more important things, Centennial Park. Um, it's a really large park to hang out in. There's a Parthenon there, which was built in 1897 and it has, um, American art galleries inside. And that's pretty cool. Just sitting in the middle of a big park. Um, The Gulch, which has a lot of shopping and restaurants and also where the infamous Nashville wings, the the white wings that are painted on a black wall that everybody takes their photo in front of. That's in the Gulch. Um, 12 South. There's a lot of shopping there. There's also restaurants, but famously enough, um, Reese Witherspoon's store, Draper James, is located there. And there's like a white and blue wall there that is very like IG popular as well. so that that's in 12 South and then also Frothy Monkey for coffee. And it's like a Tennessee based coffee company. Um, and then Midtown, more bars and restaurants. Um, we were in Midtown. We went to Stillery. I forget. No, we went to Hopsmith and we went to Stillery when you were here because you got in my car and you were complaining about how small my car was. But those are two cool <laughs> places. But that was in Midtown. That was cool. And then there's also you got winners. You got losers. You know, that's now you probably don't know that country song, but there's a winners and a losers bar right next to one another. That's a fun place to go. Um, and then let's just round out hikes and other things to do right outside of Nashville. There is Machine Falls, which is I think that's the like one of the prettiest falls around town. And then there's also Cummins Falls. And that's what to see this week in Nashville, Tennessee. Y'all with me, Sarah G. Y'all. That was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. Uh, yeah, no, we tried to go to Winners and Losers. Um, I think both times that I was there recently, but they were both closed or they're doing off hours and stuff like that. So I didn't make it there. Mm. 
Yeah, Moss Tacos, I was not impressed with. In fact, every place you've ever recommended there, I have not. And like, I, I think otherwise, you usually have pretty good taste about things, but I think you're just something about Nashville. You don't like I just every place I've recommended in Nashville you think is terrible? Not on this, not on what you just said here. I think I'm sure there's some of these, but we never tried. I didn't try any of these places uh, for the most part. Because we went to a several bars that I hated every bar we went okay, to. Okay, Roy picked the one that you didn't like the most. He was like, I think I don't like this one. And then you like always shit on it. You're like, that bar was the worst. And I'm like, yo, that was the first time I ever went there too. But okay. But it's oh, more of a hipster <laughs> vibe there. And you did not vibe with yeah, that. Yeah, I just did, did not know it. But then there was that bar that we went to with um, when Lisa came and we met. Where was that? That was that Hobsmith. Was, um, I, that's not... That but that wasn't something yeah, yeah. I picked. Don't blame that shit on me. That you guys were already you. sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna fucking go here. Sure, fine, whatever." There, are other well, we just didn't know where to go. I think, yeah, that, yeah. I think I also every time I've gone to Nashville has been a weird time. That's true. And yeah, you just, came in. You came in like June of 2020, and then you also came what early 2021 another time yeah and then back through again yeah. so like yeah, every time i feel like it was, it was still like things had not gotten normal but had gone back to normal but uh yeah and i don't get the whole hot chicken thing i don't understand why anybody wants to eat spicy food like that but uh and, and you know punish their asshole it's so it's, it's so like bad fun. i can't do it anymore yeah. i'm i'm getting to the the age where hot chicken is a no for me and then there's also bolts chicken but it's chicken and fish so then you can get hot yeah. catfish same thing Oh yeah, no thank you. Um, but you know this will be good. Uh, good for you to refer back to after you leave Nashville, and you're like you forget about all of the things you used to like to do, or all the places not to go. I mean, just uh, don't go to Tootsie. That's really my my message just, is: <laughs> do not fucking go to Tootsie's, please, for the love of God. Right. Every other place, check go. it out. Fine, see what's good, but not Tootsie's. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there we go. So hopefully uh, somebody will enjoy that. Uh, not me, but hopefully somebody will enjoy Nashville in, the, in that way. Enjoy all of your recommendations. I'll pick uh, another city and, uh... next time, okay? I just... <laughs> no, no, I wanted to hear what you had to say about this one. Um, and let's, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and take a break and come back with the topic when we're done. So I have a very good friend that I've known for, ooh, I want to say 12 years now, maybe 13, 14 years. And I have known her through a divorce and through relationships and new dating and old dating, like new guys and old guys and recycled relationships and all this and um it's funny because we'll talk and she'll like be either complaining about something or getting advice or just you know wanting to vent and that has been where a lot of the topics that we have sometimes <laughs> i'll be like hey sarah let's talk about this topic like, why adam just because yeah, it's like well we I just talked about this with my friend and it feels like it's a you know good time to uh to maybe bring it up she listens to the podcast occasionally but i'm hoping when she sees topics that actually apply to her she'll might listen because it might help her too so i'm like i'm like oh this way she helping her and others it. yeah exactly exactly so in this situation she has just ended or had just had a relationship end on her with somebody that she had been dating for about a year or so and then you know, and, and then they actually had dated a couple of years earlier and then it broke off for a couple of years and everything. So she's very down right now and just saying, I'm going to die alone and, you know, I'm never going to find anybody else and all the, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like nobody's ever going to want me, et cetera. And so I wanted to really like, and I was like, why do you like, why is that so important to you to have somebody? Why is this, you know, and she's like, well, I just, I mean, I need to be part of a relationship. I need to be part of a couple. And I'm like, but why? And and I think that's the important thing that we need to talk about is that there is this stigma. And we've talked about it in previous episodes, the stigma with being single more so for women than men. And I think it's very important that we look at why society thinks this is a big deal and why we should just say, fuck that and be happy being single. If you're an adult and being single, you don't have to give into society. So I want to talk about, you know, let's get rid of the stigma of being single. 
Single. Signal. Being a signal. <laughs> now I'm going to fuck it up. Just I know. I've, I've, said, I've said the word single so many times now. Single, uh, single. Now it sounds like a weird word. Single. Yeah. So the stigma of being single is, uh, is, is something I wanted to talk about. Well, I think a lot of people place value on their looks. So if you're attractive, oh, she must be in a relationship because she's so hot. You know, there's no, there's right. no way someone as hot as her could be single because for whatever fucking reason, attractiveness equals being taken. Like that, that's your, I'm, I'm single. I'm, yep. I'm good looking. I'm either available or I'm not like, it's, it's really fucked up. And then it hits like another level of, Oh, what, what's wrong with you? If you're single, are you ugly? Is there some secret that you have going on? That is the reason why you're single. Oh, you're at this age point in your life and you're single instead of being like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, that's just like, Everyone has di- a different path of life. Some people get married in their early 20s. Some people get married in their 30s or 40s. Some people never get married at all and like still want to date and, you know, be happy in a relationship for whatever it is. And I think a lot of people judge because they're not on the same life path as them. So a- I-, I feel like a lot of the judgment comes to the people who, <laughs> unfortunately, and maybe fortunately, they settle down in high school, like right out of high school or really early on. And they look of like, oh, well, there's something wrong with you because I was able to get somebody and there's like judgment from that on top of from other single people that that just gets compounded onto someone who's newly single or I don't Mm -hmm. been single for a long time that they just feel bad about themselves that they are ugly that they're not worth it that there's something wrong with them and it slowly just starts breaking them down to then just giving up and being like I'm going to be fucking single forever Instead of looking at it from a positive, it's always taken from the negative of you're not right. You're supposed to be yourself with someone else. And that's what makes you valuable versus just being valuable on your own. I see that on TikTok a lot, actually, that, that there's a lot of women who are extremely attractive that are objectively by societal standards, just, you know, beautiful people who will always be like, you know, men are always like, how or why are you single? Not understanding that a lot of times it's their choice. And they'll be like, yeah, because I have standards. And it's, it's almost like men, men will say it in a way that they're like, uh, well, you know, you date someone as beautiful as you must be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously you have to want to date somebody. You have to want to be, you know, and, and I think a lot of it is an element of objectification. Like, something as pretty as you should be displayed. You should be part of somebody, you know, etc. Um, yeah. And I think when women say it to other women, it's projection. Like a lot of it is that woman is talk, basically talking about her own codependence and how she wouldn't have the ability to be a single adult uh, in, in society. And so she is basically putting all of that burden under the person. She's saying, well, why are you single? Or, you know, how, how can you not want to be in a relationship? Because she hasn't gone through the self-work to understand that it's healthy to be single as well. Yeah. And neither of those are good good things to say. And that's uh, I said that's attractive, but even someone who's not conventionally attractive, it doesn't really matter. Like there's no reason right. to get into a relationship unless you want to be in a relationship because you find an equal partner. Like the, you you should never get in a relationship because of what people are going to think, because that is the stupidest fucking reason that you could possibly imagine. And people go through different stages in life. Whether you're really career focused in, you know, for five years or so, and then you go through a, I want to just be free and explore. Now I want to settle down. Like 
success number one does not equal being in a relationship and your life is not just a flat line of the same thing all the time you're gonna have really high moments and low moments and that's what makes life fun and sometimes terrible but you're like that's just life to be like oh i i want everything to be great all the time or i'm going to be on the same path of my life of just i don't know focusing on my career and having all of these things like it's it's an ebb and flow of i want to be single now and now i'm in a new chapter where i want to be in a relationship and that's what i'm seeking like if you're more career focused then you're not going to have time it's also based on just where you it's all where you are in life and i I think let's take you as an example too that if you hadn't met roy which you know like you guys meeting was just kind of almost shouldn't like have a happened literally meeting. right right yeah yeah and, and so but and so it wasn't because you were like desperate to be in a relationship it's because you enjoyed dating you enjoyed the conversation you know and it just things took their like they happened naturally and organically it took a pandemic for me to- <laughs> right, right. what the fuck and and if for some reason you it, like it didn't it didn't work out for some reason you know like because uh, Roy is now a sixty five year old man so yeah. you know let's you know let's just say he decides he wants someone else who can take their teeth out you know um, <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you're an asshole <laughs> you're a fucking asshole but 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 let's just say you know whatever and you end up being single again you're gonna be fine. Like and and like the thing is, is because you wouldn't be desperate to it, your your life actually would change in some ways, obviously, but in other ways, you would still travel, you would still do things, you would still be able to have a fulfilling life because you spent the last few years working on being a happy, independent adult Mm -hmm. and not working on trying to be a partner, but trying to be a happy adult who then is also able to be a healthy partner for somebody as a result of being a healthy individual. And I think you're a good example of that because yeah, because I think that you would you would be you'd be fine. And and I see a lot of a lot of people uh, on social media sometimes say, "I'm so glad I'm married" or whatever. Because if I were single, mm. I would know. But I understand that there's some bad thing. But a lot of them are saying, "I'm so glad I'm married" because if this ends, like if my marriage ends, I'm not dating. Like I have no desire <laughs> to enter the dating world. I am done. Um, so I, you know, I hope this lasts, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to enter the dating world. I'm just going to be me and be, you know, enjoy it. And I think that's a healthier attitude. Well, cause I know the other, the-, the other side of the coin is I'm so happy. I'm, I'm not dating because I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And it's like, Oh, right. That, right. that just says, Oh, thank God. I'm not single. Glad it's you, not me. Like, well, fuck you. Like, I hate when people say that shit. And they, fr- not the I'm, I'll never date again type of thing, but uh, just like I couldn't, ne- I could never do it. You know, I'm just so happy I found the love of my life. I, I've literally oh talked to God. someone like that. I'm like, I can't fucking be in the same room with you. Anytime someone says that, they're in a bad relationship. Oh, I mean, it really, it really is. When, when people say that, like, you know, they're absolutely hiding something that's, that's like, they, they have something about the relationship they're so ashamed of or that they cannot talk about because it's toxic. And it, it's like every time, it's like the people who post on, Facebook about how amazing their partner is, but like in these really weird ways, and you and you're like, oh, they that's an abusive relationship right there. Like uh, that that's not gonna or last. That when they're Same overly concerned about your relationship status, whether you're in a relationship and not engaged, but you've been dating X amount of years, or you've been single for a while, and they're just like, time's the ticking. When, when's he gonna propose? And you're like, I'm not fucking concerned about that. Why are you bugging me? Because I'm in a healthy, happy relationship at this stage in my life. So, you know, let's, let's examine where this comes from, why there's this stigma of being single. And I think a lot of it, it boils down to just like basically the, the 
patriarchal nonsense of women are valuable when they are wives and mothers. And can be controlled. Well, controlled, but even just beyond the control, that women have value as human beings in society when they are either married to 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 a man and supporting that man or having his children and then raising those children. And that's their value as society. That's what society tells women. So that if you're a single woman and you're not married or having children, then you have no value. Whereas a man who's single as an adult is fine because he has value as a lawyer, as an engineer, whatever he does. But a woman's profession is not even considered in in this concept. That's why women get the short end of the stick when they're single as adults. Men are like, you know, an older man who's, you know, who's single is like called like, oh, he's a playboy or he's, you know, like, you know, he's just like he's like looked up to almost. He's given, you know, the, the positive attention. And a woman who's single as, as an older, older woman and, and older, I mean, like, 30 yeah, you know right. i'm not saying old yeah, yeah just like normal aged uh is like a spinster i mean you know the spinster was like uh, i think I, I think originally spinster Spinsters? started for the the age was that uh no no no, was sp- that early? no i don't know the i don't know the era when it started but i'm saying spinster someone who's a spinster were like women in their 30s who were unmarried were considered spinsters hell yeah hell yeah but men in their 30s who were unmarried were considered oh bachelors well, because or they don't have so they, you know, they don't have ovaries and they don't have a fucking biological clock. They can just shoot it whenever the fuck they want up until they die and produce offspring. So they're just seen as forever valuable where our, you know, our value ends at 30. Well, I would I would also argue that the like men's ability to produce sperm doesn't even consider it. They don't like it's just oh yeah, men are virile, well, that's yeah, fine, yeah. whatever. You know, it's just women are just they're baby makers and that's all they have. And that's why women should not be single. You know, that's why women should be married off so that they can make babies. And and then they have babies and then they try to go back to work or and they take pay cuts or they have to change their hours to take care of the home. So that's where the gender wage gap lives, too. A lot of it's like you are rising in your career and then you decide to start a family and then it fucks your trajectory because you're not seen as that serious in the workforce. But a man is a father but nothing happens to his career he's fine to progress and do as he pleases and then when women get divorced and they're single mothers there are all these male dating coaches and pieces of shit out there saying things like single single mothers are have the lowest value in the dating world did you know that they say that that's unfortunate why it's so it's it's stupid because they're like well because i don't want to spend my time raising someone else's kids or shut the fuck up dude or i'm never going to be their priority because they're always going to have their kids so you're mad that they're a good mom and why would you the right person will fit for that will be work with that circumstance at the end of the day right and you don't like if you're if you're dating someone who's also an adult you don't want to be their top priority first of all they should be their own top priority like their own Emotional health and all these things should be their top priority. Yes, their children should come next. And then sometimes their work should be important as well. And mm-hmm. so, like, you shouldn't date someone if you're like, I should be the most important thing in their life. That's just, that's a sad way to look at relationships. That's a, that's a codependent Egotist- and it's toxic. Egotistical as fuck as well. Yes. You want someone who wants you to be there and enjoys your company, not someone who puts you on a pedestal or prizes you or treats you like you're a fucking king because that's just But I also think a lot of – I mean, I'm not a man, so correct me. But I feel like for a certain percentage of these shitbag shit weasels or whatever the fuck you call them on TikTok. uh, Smooth brain (laughs) shit weasels. You can buy a a t-shirt with that at my merch store. TGL, right for that. But (laughs) for a lot of these people – 
they probably were always in relationships early on, so they just thought they were hot shit and looked down on anyone who wasn't in a relationship, like all the women, the ugly women, and just started this b- ego buildup of like, I'm great, I'm her number one priority, I-, I can I can get any girl I want, and that just that cycle continued from high school on. I say that because I know people like that. Oh, I, I think you're probably right. I think there's also so many men. So society has shifted over the last, you know, several decades where men go, have gone from being needed to being to, to not being needed anymore. Like men are needed. Men were needed to for a woman to buy a house, for example, bank. or to open a mm-hmm. bank account. Yeah. You know, things like that to to a point where now men aren't even needed in, in most cases. Women and women are able to function completely without men. And so instead of evolving and trying to become a person that a woman would want to date and would choose to have in her life, they project and try to make women feel bad for being single to say that women should want to date them so that they're not lonely or they don't die alone or whatever, like whatever pejorative they're, they're using to try to basically scare them into being in relationships with shitty men. Cause like you need they... someone to protect you. You need someone to build your Ikea furniture. Yes. You need someone to like, if you have a house, how are you going to do it by yourself? You don't have a big, strong man to help you with your home projects or whatever that you need to be. Exactly. In a rel- like it's weird for a single woman in her thirties to buy a home just for her and maybe her dog or her cat because what if something breaks and she's like dumbass i'll just call the repairman or watch a youtube video and figure it out on my own but 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 yep. but you need you need strong men for success yeah and no, you're and you're right. And then the whole you you need a man to protect you from who from right. other men. Oh yeah, great, <laughs> wonderful. Um, yeah, wonderful. Uh, but so like so so men instead of trying to evolve and become better people that are also healthy individual adults who are good partners would instead rather try to just convince women that they need them. And are they, so like, that's where the stigma women? continues to perpetuate. Yeah, oh, it's, it's absolutely. Negging. I mean, there's. So many women that will talk about it on like TikTok's a great example. Women will just be like, "Yeah, I think I'm just done dating," and then you'll have all these men. Well, good luck dying alone. Oh well, who's gonna who are you gonna call when your uh, when your toilet's you know clogged up or you know like basically because these men are so butthurt by a, a woman asserting her singlehood and and that she's happy with it, they can't handle it because they're projecting their own insecurities about the fact that they know they have no value to a, to a woman as like as, because they they're not someone who's wanted. And so they're insecure about it, so they know that they're going to have a hard time finding somebody. So they project that and try to scare women. So that's where this stigma continues to perpetuate over the last, you know, several years. And then you have the boomers that keep it going. You know, it's not only just like the younger, it's not just the older generation men, it's the younger. And then you have like the boomer women and some of like the more traditional conservative people who keep these thoughts alive as well. Oh, yes. Yes. My mother would love for me to get married and have children. Oh, I mean, same. Yeah. Yeah. And she, although she's finally gotten to the point, and this is funny, she keeps thinking, oh, you know, you should date, you should, you know who you should date. She's a really nice girl. Like, she'd be great. She'd, she'd give you beautiful children. Like, this is how she starts off. But now she's starting to be like, uh, you know what? I just realized she's only 22. So maybe you shouldn't try to date somebody. (laughs) And it's funny that before, I don't think it even occurred to her. Now she's actually finally realized, oh, you know, my son's not as young as he used to be. Maybe I should try to stop trying to get her to date 22 year olds. So I'm just going to say that that's apparently where I got that from was my mother uh, pushing me to try to date whoever. 
but the beautiful children, you know, oh yeah, you just need it, you know, but so I get it a little bit, you know, but, but I think women get it a lot worse as far as the stigma and a lot of, a lot of society telling them they're not worth it unless they have someone as a, as well, a Well, think about it. When I grew up, at least my wedding day was something that we played pretend when I was fucking five or six with my friends. And we talked about what we wanted on our wedding day as elementary schoolers. And no one, no one right. said, hmm, let's not talk about that and something else. So then you build up this thing and that leads to I'm going to find someone to be valuable and I'm going to be so happy married in this life, you know, 15 years down the road or, you know, 20 years down the road that that's what I'm going to focus on. So we set our sights on that when we're young and no one really stops us because it's it's just make believe and they draw it on fairy tales and shit that we just like we want to be like the princesses and fall in love and like it's just ingrained in a lot of media growing up that it's like that's just the next progression and if you don't hit that then you're like wait what's wrong with me why am i not hitting these standards that have been you know just thrown in my face since i was five or six yeah I think that it is. It's something that's you know continuously pushed by society. It's pushed by I mean just you know sitcoms and movies about you know the older woman and by older I'm once again talking about like 30s you know you know who's looking for her you know her partner in crime uh, or her you know her her soulmate or whatever like and like all these stupid movies like that and and I think that. You know, the goal should be to try to, once again, we've talked about this so many times, work on yourself, try to be a healthy individual, try to be someone who is happy and whole on your own. And then you are going to be a better partner to somebody else. Now, one aspect that we that we always talk about, too, is that sometimes people are like, well, I'm just, I'm, I feel lonely or I'm unhappy when I'm single. You know, I'm happy being in an empty house. And, and that's that's understandable. But if you get into the wrong relationship just because you want to get into a relationship you are going to have just as many unhappy, lonely moments. And it can be just as lonely sitting on the couch next to somebody as it can be sitting on an empty couch as well. I think it's important to really focus on the fact that, that there are ups and downs to being single and being in a relationship. I mean, you're, you're in a relationship, you have ups and downs. You have moments where, you know, you might feel alone or lonely or whatever, no matter what, just because it's just human nature. And you're in a healthy relationship and I'm single and I have plenty of moments where I'm really glad that I'm I'm single. And then there's moments where I'm like, oh, it'd be nice to have somebody to, you know, cuddle in bed and watch a movie with or something like that. You know, and so there are ups and downs to both sides of it. So you don't want to choose and the grass is always greener. So you don't want to be single and try to choose being in a relationship because you're like, oh, that's a better place to go. Because it really depends on the person that you end up being mm-hmm. with and the person you are. As I well. just think being single is a really transformative experience, whether, you know, you wanted to break up with that person or they broke up with you of, okay, this is the next phase of my life. And what am I going to learn from this experience? And how am I going to take those learnings and better myself as a person and then decide when I'm ready to date or whatever. And I I think honestly, the people who spend more time being single, they know themselves a lot better than the people who just jump from relationship to relationship. And they know like at the end of the day, I know who I am that I feel more comfortable in a relationship because I can stand on my own and go, no, this isn't what I'm, I I want. Or they're not codependent. They don't feel like they have to rely on someone as much. And you know, if worst case scenario in a future relationship, a breakup happens again, they go, well, I've been single. I know myself. 
I gave it a shot. I I tried in this relationship and it's on to the next thing. And if I think it's just healthier to look at it like that of like, I don't know, my parents always said like all relationships end eventually, whether you die, like someone dies or, right, you know, right. the friendship ends or whatever that like it's just it's just life. And just look at what you can learn from it and then how you can better yourself as being single. And like you said, it being single fucking sucks sometimes like. You're crying because mm-hmm. you're alone mm-hmm. because all of your dates have sucked. And then you really start to get into this like self-hating mindset of why am I, you know, would I be better if I lost weight? Would I be better if I made more money? Would I be better if I lived in a, a different city or whatever the case may be? And it's like, okay, fuck all of those things. I'm fine just the way I am. Why don't I just focus on things that make me happy? And then from there, maybe I'll attract the right person, but you can't force it. And I think it's just, it's worth learning right. who you are when you're single. Yeah. And you make a very good point, dude, that it is worth acknowledging that, yes, single life can be lonely and suck too. But, you know, it's all about your priorities and being able to shift them to enjoying all the aspects of being single because there's so many positives mm-hmm. to it. So there, there's two things I think that we should, we should try to talk about as far as like takeaways for this. Number one, what can we do to stop perpetuating the stigma like how can we as people stop making society making this a stigma you know that would be the first thing and then i think number one stop trying to set up your single friends stop trying to you know assume if they ask you to of course but stop trying to assume that they want to date yep. and stop trying to say things to them that are going to make them feel bad for example oh you'll miss your single days don't rush them or like i said earlier oh i could never date nowadays you know things have just changed so much or just like sly comments kind of shitting on them for the fact that they're single stop that right right or yeah don't you know you'll find the right person or you know you just did and you're like just, it takes maybe time yeah looking. it takes time yeah, when you stop yeah. looking that's when you'll find them it's so, and I feel like you gave me that advice once before of just like, just stop putting in the effort and like, you never know what can happen. And I'm just like, that's not what I want to fucking hear. Just stop making those comments. Just be like, you know, it'll happen. Like just. Well, to be fair, you were actively trying to date. And so I was saying in that case, like, see, yes, in that case, I think if someone's actively looking for someone, sometimes you just have to stop like trying so hard and give Still yourself try. a break as Still well. try. Yeah. But. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying like very like those very black and white statements of you'll be don't worry this will be you soon or whatever. It's not encouraging because the person who's single who wants to be in a relationship just feels like they're never going to get through that like the other side. So saying those things is not right. helping. So stop saying things like that. Stop treating your single friends like they're less than because they're single. Stop treating them like they're not you know, they're not a contributing per- member of society or that they are somehow lacking because they don't have, you know, a, a person with them in their life because they might be perfectly happy. Another And another thing is like comparing finances. Like if you're going out to dinner with your friends or whatever and the single person, they're just paying for themselves. So they're just like they ball out on, you know, drinks or whatever. And you're in a relationship and you say something like, oh, my God, you're spending a lot of money on that. Like, what? you know, just like kind of judging them for the money that they're spending. I, I don't like I, I've 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 got I hadn't I've gotten those yeah, statements before of like why aren't you like being more you know secure why are you spending so much on this outing or whatever and it's like I'm fucking single right. like I can do whatever the fuck I want if I want to if I want to spend my money on that that's fine like you have a, a house and kids back home so your priorities are a little different I can 
it's my money. Like I can spend my own thing. Like, don't judge me. Like you're already judging me because I'm single. Mm. Don't judge me because how I decide to spend my money. Like I don't have financial yeah. problems. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. And, and, and also how about, you know, if you invite your single friends to weddings, how about we get rid of the whole throwing the bouquet bullshit, throwing the garter belt, those stupid traditions that all they do is just make the single people feel uncomfortable. Like it is, it all that does is just shit on the single people. Like who's going to get married next? Who's going to, you know, like it's a, it's a magical thing. Whoever catches this and you know, and it's just, it's stupid. Get rid of that nonsense. And Absolutely. here's the thing with the, the toss as well. If someone who's in a relationship and her boyfriend's there and she catches the bouquet, he's not like, yeah, yeah, it's time. Right, <laughs> Let me tell right. you. He's like, what the fuck? Hopefully she doesn't get her hopes up because I was going to break up with her in the parking lot after this. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that that is not a, that is, usually doesn't help relationships. That's very true, actually, yeah. as well. Um, so that's like that's what we can do is we can just essentially start treating our friend, single friends as if they are healthy whole individuals and not someone who needs a partner. I think that can really well, this help. Ex- this ex- like this stigma can also be extended into people who choose not to have children. You know, like it's similar pressures of judging others' right, actions right. of just whether they chose to be single or whether they're in the situation now of like, oh, you don't have kids? Like, I, I can see the same situation going down for people who are either struggling to have children or chose mm-hmm. not to have children. No, absolutely. No, that, that happens just as much for, for people who are, yeah, who choose to be child-free as well. And someone who's single and child-free just gets it like the double yeah. whammy from society. But now, if you are somebody who is single and you, you know, and, and you've been feeling bad about it, or you've been letting society make you feel bad about it, there's some things you can do as well that I think. Um, number one is, you know, get rid of the toxic people in your life. Um, you can talk to them. Like, if they say something, you may, listen, I'm happy being single. I'd like you to stop making it feel like I'm not, like, that I'm somehow not a whole person because I'm single. Uh, please, please stop saying that. And if they don't, if they double down on it or if they just become an asshole about it, get rid of them. Like excise toxic people. That's from your 100% life. the biggest game changer is removing the toxic people from your life. Because if you're feeling the pressures from others, I guarantee it's from some of your closest friends that you're having brunch with and that are judging you for why your profile looks like shit or whatever. And they're been in a relationship or they're married. And you're like, why are you being mean to me? You're my friend. Yep. Absolutely. Another mm-hmm. one is just yeah. learning to love yourself. Like, Take this episode and just anything about being single as a self-discovery moment of how can I how can I learn and grow from these shitty experiences? It might suck now, but there's something I'm learning from this of I don't like these types of people in my life or I really do like this point of my life in this one scenario. And I should focus on that because that's where I, I find a lot of joy and just find what you love about you and then just keep doing those things. And then you never know what could happen. Right. I think it's important to make a list of all the things you like doing that you can continue to do and you don't have to answer to anybody. Um, you can take yourself out on dates as well. I mean, you don't have to be in a relationship to go out to nice restaurants or bars you want to try or go to the movies or go to a concert. Like you don't need a man with you to go do those things. You can go do them and have a fantastic time by yourself. Bring a book, you know, if you want, like you just, you, you need to start living like you're a single whole person. And that means doing things, taking yourself out, treating yourself. 
um, and, and like absolutely learning to love yourself. I'm also um, saying too, when you start doing those things, like the first, and we've talked about this, the first couple times you're going to be awkward of, am I, am I yeah. in public correct? <laughs> I am I in too. public yeah. correctly right. doing these things? But once you start getting more comfortable, people will notice and they'll be envious of it. Like people like you're yeah. here by yourself. Oh my God, you're here by yourself and you're having so much fun. Wow. And then, then that like is an ego, at least for me, that's an ego boost of like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this shit by myself. Fuck yeah. Like I have built myself up to this moment that then you're just going to be like, I can conquer the world. <laughs> What's next? <laughs> Absolutely. No. And you're very right that, that I, and I have seen that and heard that from people that they, yeah, they, oh, I could never do that. I could never go out to dinner by myself or I could just never go out and get a drink by myself just because they feel like someone's going to like stop giving a fuck what random strangers think of you. Like it really doesn't matter. You'll never you know? see and them again. Think, Literally. Right. And, and stop listening to what society is trying to tell you because society is flawed and society is designed to keep you down and treat you like, you know, you're a baby maker. So, so forget about what society and the people who subscribe to tradition are going to say. They don't matter. All that matters is you and your own journey to happiness and your own journey to being a whole person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I have a friend who would go out. This is a side note, but like I had a friend who was afraid to go out and like be single or whatever. And then she just started going out with like an alter ego of pretending she was from another like a European country or whatever. And she would go out. She's like, I don't know. I just envision like European women just being so single and badass and just can do anything. So she embodied that when she went out and it attracted so many like not not even got like it just attracted people towards her of just being interested in just her person like just her out in public i love and that she was like yeah I, yeah I love this version of me like i feel like she would like make jokes like i'm a russian now and i'm this like she would just make jokes about like being a, from a different country the next night and it would just like build her confidence up to just basically go anywhere from there right that, that's fantastic i love that idea i just love that idea of you know creating a little persona and but how sad is it that because society's message is so loud that she felt the need to have to do yeah. that like that's that's mm-hmm. unfortunate and, you know, if, if you've been listening to this and you're still like, but I really want to be in a relationship, I, it's important to ask yourself why. It's important to try to figure out what is it that you think a relationship is going to provide to you that you can't do for yourself? What, what like, if are you, is, is it that you want children or something like that, which you don't need a relationship to have children if you really, you know, is it that you want financial stability? Okay, maybe there's a reason, but maybe there's something else you could do that doesn't involve, Having a partner. you know, another having a partner so so it might be worth really you know trying to examine why you have this need to be in a relationship and break it down and try to figure out if maybe it's not a need at all and you can work and a lot of the loneliness too of feeling like that's why you need to be in a relationship sometimes i'm not saying all the time because intimacy is definitely a thing that's missed when you're single and you're not getting you know something on the regular looking at your friend groups and going how can I connect with other people to feel part of a bigger community? Because the more time you spend around other individuals who build you up, you'll definitely feel less alone. And then from that, you never know. But I'm, I'm like, just start with like removing the toxic friends is one thing. And then also finding your people to really anchor you into the community you're in is going to help you fo- like focus on that and you being you. And then that could lead to other things. But get yep, ridding, get, getting rid of that loneliness is like the main issue. So that's one that's one mm-hmm. factor. It's not going to hit the intimacy zone, but it could help. 
Right. And and you look at what, you know, what the intimacy and the loneliness, um, if you're an animal person, having a pet helps with some of that. Having just a companion, having friends that are good, solid friends that you can spend time with, you know, like a lot of those things can be offset just with without ever having to be in a relationship as well. And it can be healthier, yep. which means that when you actually get in a relationship, you're not going to be desperate for those things. So you won't you won't ignore as many red flags mm-hmm. as well. Oh, because he's right here and available and helping my you know my life feel less lonely i need to stay with this person because you already have a good exactly. network of people in your life and you don't necessarily need that person now if you, if you have any tips about um how you have maximized your single life and how you ignore what society has to say we'd love to hear your tips you can uh you can put them in our facebook group that would be good uh, facebook.com slash groups slash dks podcast or email us at dating kind of sucks podcast at gmail.com And you can give us a call on our DKS hotline. That number is 407-519-0181. We'd love your feedback on there as well. If you want to follow us and support us, you can follow us on Instagram at Dating Kind of Sucks. You can follow us on TikTok. I'm at Adam Vittable and Sarah is at G underscore. And of course, if you'd like to watch us instead of listening, you can do it at youtube.com slash dating kind of sucks. And as always, be sure to give us a five star rating and review on iTunes and Spotify as well. We'd love your support um, to Know that you're loving the podcast. And uh, like I said, for $5 a month, you can also become one of our patrons. We do have special episodes we put on there, and that's at patreon.com slash podcast. And with that... That's it. Yeah, we'll be back in uh, two weeks with a brand new episode. Thank you for listening. Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get so fun. On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck. Because we all know dating kind of sucks. Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any bucks. Life is a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. Dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks.